Welcome to For the Love of Dharma. I'm so happy you're here. My name is Heather Love, and I'm one of the first certified Dharma coaches in the world. This podcast will help you be more joyful, remember your purpose, and live life on your terms. Get ready to get inspired. Here we go. Hi, friends. How has your week been so far? I have been super low energy since the eclipse. So I have just been honoring my body and allowing myself to rest as much as I can. Of course, that's not always possible, but I do my best to find time when I can, and I hope you can do the same. In case you missed it last week, I have a new and free resource available to you. It's a PDF with almost 20 tips on how to tame your anxiety. So grab your copy in the show notes or at the link in my Instagram bio. My guest today is Niti Savla. She is a business and energy coach for women entrepreneurs with health conditions. She brings in a softness, femininity, and pleasure that other coaches don't. She had five therapists before the age of 20, which is part of what inspired her to want to help others. Some of what we talk about today is how to set energetic boundaries with people because that will help your own well-being. Why finding your own people that understand what you're dealing with that allows you to share your story in a safe place should be a priority. And understanding and embracing that your body is more important than strategy. If you leave your body behind, your business will suffer. There is a ton of information in this episode, so without further ado, let's welcome Niti to the show. Hi, Niti. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. I am so glad you're here. I can't wait to dive in with you, but before we get started, the way I like to start my guest episodes is by having you choose either blue or red, and I will choose a random question from a blue book or a red book. Awesome. Red. Red is my color. I love red. I love all colors. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think paper money will eventually be replaced? And if so, by what? Um, I I really love paper money, so I hope not. (laughs) I love I love like, you know, holding cash and, you know, like handing cash and receiving some physical product in place of that. So I just feel like just for our own senses to continue to remain active, I hope physical exchange remains, even though like maybe some percentage will be get digitalized and all of that. But yeah, I definitely feel like money will always exist, just like physical exchange, hugs, you know, meeting people in person, all of that will never fade away. So I think, yeah, physical money is here to stay. I hope so. I hope so too. And you know, it represents something to me. Like when I'm holding money, there's just this sense of like abundance that you don't have with holding a credit card or now crypto is this thing that I don't even know much about, but you, I know you can't hold it. So I love what money represents. All right. I would love for you to tell my listeners a little bit about what was Niti like as a young child? What was your personality like? And what did you do for fun? I think I was very bold, very outspoken, very... Teachers would call me rebellious, but I don't think I was rebellious. I was just, for that time, seemingly rebellious. But all I did was ask a lot of questions. Uh, I was very um, curious and I would just ask why. I didn't just, you know, take things that were given to me as it is. I would question them. So I think these were like some of the traits. And what I did for fun was... I was into art since the age of like maybe two or three. So I always had amazing art teachers like till now. I mean, till I'm 30, I always have 
art teacher so i love art i uh, i used to like cooking from when i was a child as well um i've i've been into swimming and dance as well since i was at, like in school so i learned swimming with my grandmother when i was 3 as well she used to take me swimming so yeah i i loved extracurriculars and i also liked studying so i liked all of it and yeah that was like my but my most fun was dance and art those two were my top two things that i loved to do Oh my gosh, you had so many interests. I love it so much. Um, do you remember what you wanted to be when you grew up when you were a kid? No, I don't even think I thought about that. I can't like there was nothing in my mind. I just so funnily enough I only remember uh you know having a lot of arguments with my school teachers because um they would always like find me too loud and in India especially uh, in the Indian culture women have always been suppressed. So I mean of course it's a global phenomenon no doubt but in India especially uh, you know women have like you know been suppressed a lot more so uh, you know when like when girls in school were like outspoken they were speaking up we were always told that you know you're talking too much you're talking too loudly and all of that so I think I used to love proving people wrong and especially my teachers uh, by standing out so I always used to say I don't want to be a teacher no matter what and lo and behold the first ever job i did was being a teacher and then i was a teacher trainer and then i ended up being a coach so i'm pretty much teaching all the time but what i think i knew is that i never want to be a teacher like the ones i had in school so um but i mean it was really funny like my mother would always tell me you're so good at teaching i feel like you're going to be a teacher and i was like never 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 and that is all i do since like the first job i ever had so and i was a middle school teacher the first like right out of college so it's really interesting how all of that happened but Um, yeah, I didn't know what I wanted to be, but I knew I never wanted to be that kind of a teacher, and I think that propelled me to uh, be an incredible teacher. The minute I started teaching, and my kids still call me to this day, even though that was like ten years ago. So yeah, it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think once a teacher, always a teacher, right? You can never. Oh yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred and ten percent. So today you're a coach. So I would love to hear a little bit about your journey going from being a teacher to a coach, which, like we've already said, they're kind of one in the same. But you you help different people now. I think my journey of being a coach pretty much started in childhood. Like I feel like I was always that person that people came to when they were breaking up with somebody or when they had questions about life or you know like when they couldn't understand something they would ask me you know teach this to me, break this up for me, and all of that. So I think I was always innately a coach since. I was very young. I was always unknowingly. Now that I look back, coaching my teachers to change their mindset. You know, like teachers in India would always tell you, you know, don't talk to boys. You shouldn't be liking boys. And I would always question them. So I think I was a coach, pretty much changing mindsets, questioning, and shifting lives from when I was a in a in school. But professionally, I think uh, as while I was a teacher, uh, we so I was a part of this organization called Teach for India, which is a global network. like teach for america teach for china it exists in every single almost 90 plus countries where they take professionals from different industries train you to be a teacher and put you in low income and government schools to be able to uplift the children there and it's an amazing two year fellowship so it's a very selective program and they take only 1% of the people that apply so when i i sort of got in there uh and i was teaching in a slum in mumbai adharavi which is the second biggest slum in uh, in asia it was like really like a completely life changing experience because we had domestic violence in the kids homes we had orphans we had um you know a lot of challenging backgrounds of the children i think when i started coaching the children 
I helped them shift their mindsets and their values. I would coach the school teachers to change their mindset. I would coach the principal of the school, and I was merely twenty-one. And my kids were some of them were just eighteen. So even though like they were very, very like barely any uh, younger than me, I was still their teacher, and they almost considered me like their mother. So I think that's when the coaching bug really sort of set in more clearly. Uh, and I realized that I don't ever want to teach English, math, and you know all of that again. But I definitely want to change lives. So I think that's when the taste of changing lives sort of set in. And then I continued my career in education. I was a teacher, trainer, curriculum designer. But I still realized that I wanted to continue impact on the mindset and human space. But I did not want to be in the corporate space. So I never went into HR and all of that. So I decided at the age of twenty five to do my coaching certification. I already had three to four psychology certifications by that time because I always worked with humans. So yeah, and I was already on my healing journey, considering that I had three autoimmune illnesses since the age of ten. Uh, from ten to eight, ten to twenty. Uh, you know, I was diagnosed with multiple conditions. So I was already on my inner healing, inner child healing. You know, all my uh, physical healing journey. I had already worked with, you know, five therapists by the time I was twenty. So that really again propelled me to help people and go into the coaching space. So I did my coaching certification at twenty five. I I worked in my family business while also coaching people, and then I just started my business of coaching as soon as the pandemic hit in twenty twenty. Um, and I started coaching women entrepreneurs because that's my jam. I love women. I love women empowerment and all of that. And uh, slowly and steadily, I transitioned out of that into coaching women entrepreneurs with autoimmune illness to grow and scale their businesses because I realized that there is not enough representation of coaches who can help people who are neurodiverse, who have you know differently abled bodies, who uh, you know have let's say like hypothyroidism or low energy or fatigue or anemia, right? Like how I do, there are millions of people that are coaches that have different low energy levels and this high strung, be online all the time, market twenty four seven, do launches four times a year, you know have evergreen programs where there's constant stress to market and sell does not work for people like us. And so I just kind of realized that while I had helped around hundred women scale their businesses. And you know, hit five figure months and all of that. Uh, it was missing an element of softness. It was missing an element of femininity. It was missing an element of pleasure. And I, it was you know, it didn't incorporate my experience of living with three autoimmune illnesses for the last twenty years. So I wanted to incorporate all of that and serve my kind of women. Uh, and that's when I transitioned out of pure business coaching, which I was doing for two years, into coaching women with illness to be able to help them create their own paradigm for success. So yeah, that's been my journey of. Being a teacher and then being a businesswoman and then to being a business coach and now being a business coach and an energy coach for people with autoimmune. So that's kind of my transitional journey into where I am today. That's amazing. I love that story. Thank you for sharing it with us. And I agree with what you say. There is a level of softness that is missing with the way that female entrepreneurs are told to be in this world, you know, there's just so yeah. much masculine energy and it's the the do and the hustle, you know, and I just, I, I hate that word hustle because it makes it seem like everything has to be hard. And I really don't believe that it does, but that's what we're led to believe. So I love what you're doing. You mentioned women entrepreneurs who are fighting illness. So I would love to know a little bit about how, you think women, and not even women, honestly, this could be for anybody, but how do you thrive in life, especially when you're trying to run a business, when you have low energy and you're fighting these health conditions? Like, what are some tips that 
you could give us so that we could not feel like we're behind all the time? Yeah. So I think first of all, what's really important for anybody with low energy or for different energies than people around you. I think let's not even talk about people with illness, but let's say, you know, you are someone, let's say in human design, if you're a projector, right? And you have low energy, like I am a projector. I don't have the amount of energy that a generator or a manifesting generator would have. And I'm sur- you're always often surrounded by those, right? And you just think like, oh my God, look at them posting online all the time. Look at them being on lives all the time. You know, if you're, a, if you're an online entrepreneur, that is. Or, you know, you look at your husband or your, you know, your in-laws or anybody, your parents just doing so much all the time, waking up at 5 a.m. and being busy till like 12 a.m. And you just suddenly feel like you're not enough. I think like the first tip or the first step is to recognize who you are and what your energy is like and honor that internally, not not in terms of doing anything about it to manage it. But I think first just honoring that this is my, you know, beautiful way of being and this is what God has made me to be. And if I have been divinely created like that, let me honor it within myself. So I think that step number one is like really, first of all, identifying who you are and what your energy is like what your body is like, what your needs and your desires are and how you want to function in the world, owning that and just grounding into that and loving that. I think that's really step number one because the strategies and the tips are external. But I think internally, if you don't accept, embrace and love that part of you and you constantly look outside and feel like you're not good enough, you know, you need to be more, do more, have more. I think that's a constant struggle and that's what creates the stress. But when you really sit in acceptance and love of that, this is my divine form. This is my divine energy. And thank you, God, for making me so unique and beautiful. I think that's where you can just feel so at ease and you can just breathe. So I think that's really step number one is whoever has low energy compared to other people or who feels like, you know, they can't work 14, 20 hours a day or whatever. Let's celebrate who you are first because God wouldn't have made you this way if you were less than anyone else, right? He knows or she knows what they're doing. Like they're making you the way you are because you are also divine to be celebrated. So I think that's really my biggest first message that I have out there is that everyone has been created the way they are for a reason and let's honor that. And then it comes to, you know, the tips and the strategies, which is once you know your energy, you know your body, you know your rhythms, of like how you are in the morning, in the evening, in the night, what are the times of the day that you're, you know, the highest or the lowest energy, you know, your motivations, your desires, your values, your purpose. And then once you know who you are, you can build a life around that where you try to maximize your strengths and your way of being to get the results that you want in your life. So I think it's like, know who you are, embrace that and then create a life that serves who you are. That's how you can be successful. That is really beautiful. I think being aware of your own energy is so important. And like you mentioned, human design, I'm a manifester. So I am also one that needs to rest after a couple of hours of going at something. I I need to take some time away. But because we are surrounded with generators and manifesting generators that are 70% of the population, it can feel like you have to be keeping up with them and you don't. So I think that's really beautiful and important for everyone to remember. Yes. So I know some of the, the illnesses that you talk about are illnesses that people can't actually 
see with their own eyes. And that can be for people who experience that. So I have hypothyroidism, right? And people can't see that from the outside. And sometimes it can feel really lonely to have this, you know, disease, illness, condition, whatever you want to call it, that nobody can actually see. It can feel really lonely. Do you have any advice for how to find your people, especially for women who are in business and they're feeling like nobody understands me because I have these things that people can't see with their own eyes? What advice do you have for them? Yeah, I totally get that. Like I have hypothyroidism, I have anemia, so I always have low energy. I'm working on it. Of course, I'm working on a metabolism. I'm working with multiple specialists who are non, uh, not, you know, allopathic doctors, but other specialists to bring all of those things in order. But those things can take years at times, right? And so um, I think there are different categories of people that we could have, right? It's like there are friends and family and who there are, there are some people who are lucky that their friends and family understand what's going on and they support them. But I think like there are a lot of, a lot of us um, for whom their friends and family dismiss that why are you tired like you know just just get up and just go for a workout you know you can do it like everyone does it you know it's not a big deal right so we have a lot of dismissers in our life right who are just like rubbishing what we feel so I think it's really important to create energetic boundaries with such people and really be clear about what you do and don't share with them uh, because it's it's important to protect our energy considering all of that impacts our health and our well-being uh, whether it's our friends and family, a lot of people do cut off sharing certain things with their family that that they don't understand, right? So I think it's knowing, you know, who you can share what with and what part of yourself can be led vulnerably with those people, uh, right? And of course, I think, secondly, um, you know, going out there and finding your tribe and making it, you know, for some people, they they don't, for them, their disease or their illness is not an active part of their identity. I've met a lot of people for whom they just dismiss it. They're like, I don't want to talk about it. This is a label. You know, I don't want to walk around with it. And I just, you know, don't even think about it, right? But then there are a lot of us for whom this is really real, right? Like this, this label matters. This represents us in a way. We embrace it as a part of our identity. And we, uh, it impacts our lives in big ways. Like a lot of people with hypothyroidism have high energy metabolism. They can just go for it. And a lot of other people you know, don't have that much energy, they do have fatigue, they don't feel that ex excited in the morning, uh, you know, or they take, you know, they, they feel tired in the middle of the day. So for all of these people, right, if you for you, this this is a consequential thing, like your illness, then it's really important to make a decision of do you want like minded people in your life who can understand you? Is that your emotional need? Do you want to be heard? Do you want to be seen? Do you want to be understood? Then step number one, give that to yourself, like, understand, recognize and appreciate yourself for your truth. And then step number two, you can make a decision to kind of find your tribe and find people who understand you by sharing your story in safe spaces where you know you will be judged. And today there are Facebook groups, there are, uh, you know, like online communities where you can be there as well. And you can also share your story with safe friends and family. So what is important is to create safe spaces, conscious spaces uh, where you can share your story experiment with it and you know have your needs met but like it's always important to meet your own needs and acknowledge your real problems are real uh, no matter how much they seem unreal to people around you acknowledging that they are real for me and I am tired I am fatigued and I have low metabolism and I embrace that so it all happens within first and then on the outside you can take action to build your safe spaces as well.
Absolutely. That's such great advice. And I think in today's world with technology, you can always find someone to connect to. So I love that you mentioned Facebook groups. That's such a great way to meet people. I know that you talk a lot about being able to lead a life you love by balancing some different aspects within your life. Did you want to talk about what those aspects are? Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking. And it's wasn't it amazing? We just met each other both people with hypothyroidism, right? This is how magically it works. If you're open to receiving that community, you will become the channel that finds it in magical ways like we just did right now in the second in an unplanned way. We did not even know this about each other, right? Before our call. So I just wanted to put it out there that if you are just telling the universe, hey, you know, I want to meet 10 people who have this disease this year, the universe will find ways to, you know, get you those people. So yeah, I just wanted to add that little magical piece. And yeah, to answer your question, you know, how I help people to balance different aspects of their life. So especially, you know, I am uh, a business and energy coach for people who have autoimmune illness or who have uh, just experienced burnout in their business as coaches, healers, consultants, uh, especially sometimes so many of us uh, you know, get stress-based illnesses in our during our business, right? Like we may develop asthma or we may develop hives or we may develop uh, some like new fatigues or symptoms while running our business because we are doing it in a masculine way. So for all of these people, I help them. And a lot of us, you know, because we are doing systems of other coaches, like we are launching four times a year, doing five-day challenges and doing all these masterclasses, our nervous system becomes so dysregulated. It's so stressed out that we end up, you know, burning out completely, having adrenal fatigue and just not being able to function anymore, not feeling motivated at all, right? So especially for all of those people out there who are running their online business, but are suddenly feeling completely demotivated, stressed out and not able to take any action uh, because of like their body has just given up, their mind is too overwhelmed, then these are the people I help. And I help them balance four key aspects of their life. So one is, embracing their body the way it is so understanding their body understanding you know what is their energy we do energy mapping which is knowing you know what are your energetic rhythms from morning evening night when is your energy high low uh, etc understanding you know what are the um, challenges within the body that you're experiencing etc and embracing all of that we do a lot of uh, mirror work self-love work uh, somatic work and dance work to just fall in love with the body and bring back the femininity, the divinity and the beauty in the body so that you feel well again, you feel able again and you feel energetic again. So this is the embracing and understanding your body piece that is the first aspect of bringing back the balance and the love compared to different business coaches. They always start with strategy, but I start with the body because that's the first piece that gets disconnected and left behind in business, right? And that's the biggest thing that suffers. So I bring people back into their bodies, into connection with their body. Step number two is their being. So four Bs, body, being, belief, and business. The second B is their being. I help them reconnect with who they are, what's their purpose, uh, what is their values and what is their personality and energy like. So uh, there are different processes we do to articulate each of these aspects so that they can fall in love with their being again. Because in the online world, they have lost connection with their being, with their uniqueness, with their divinity. So I help them reconnect with that. We remove any fears and blockages about visibility, about being themselves, about being different about having a different body in this piece. And by now they really own their strengths and they feel capable to share their gifts in the world 
without fear of judgment like for example for me dance was like i said from childhood a very important way of how i express myself so i made a decision that i'm going to sell my programs through dance which doesn't make any sense to anybody right but i decided that i'm not going to do challenges i'm going to do videos of me online dancing and people are just going to love my energy and be like hey i want to feel this way and people reach out to me just by seeing my dance videos right i'm not selling anything there i'm just putting a dance video and writing about that process people are just like i want to experience this how did you do it right so tapping into your being so effortlessly that people are drawn to you because you're being yourself uh, and in a very powerful way so that's the being part which which we help them balance the third piece is your belief so building and embodying in the physical body your unshakable belief about yourself money business marketing and visibility so we remove any uh, traumas and fears around all of this and embody this belief in the body and then the last piece is business where i use my business coaching experience to help people identify their paradigm of success especially if you're unique bodied you have unique lo- low levels of energy and all of that we create your own visibility uh, marketing and sales strategy that is just one or two elements it doesn't have 20 elements it's just one or two elements that work for your body and they align with your being uh, so yeah these are the four aspects that i help people work on body being belief and business so that they can create a life that works for their unique needs and is not a replica of any xyz process and blueprint of any other coach out there it's yours and it works So yeah, that's what I do. Mm, that's beautiful. Another B word for you. Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked a little bit about purpose and helping women find their purpose. I am a huge advocate for that. That's what I do is help people remember who they are and who they came here to be. I would love to know because it sounds like you have definitely found your purpose. What do you suggest for women who are trying to find their purpose? How do they start? Because I think that that gets really overwhelming for people. I would say that most people waste their lives trying to think about their purpose from their head. The first the fastest way to know your purpose is hire a coach, do a purpose session, tap into your subconscious mind and uh you know find a coach that can help you tap go past the brain, past the conscious brain. into your heart into your soul and into your body and tap into your intuitive answers the purpose is a very deep seated answer that lies in your soul it does not lie in your brain where someone asks you what is your life purpose and you just write an answer from your head that's not where it lies some answers are deep seated and purpose is a deep seated answer so if your coach is telling you to open a workbook and do an exercise to find your purpose that is the wrong person for you if you're attending a webinar and creating goals around your life that is the wrong way to find the purpose that's a no go zone you're just going to come up with superficial shit that you end up giving up and you're you know go through going through a chaos in your life but your purpose is something that is unshakable that comes from your soul and even if someone is dying in your life you will still stay aligned to it because it always makes sense no matter what is going on in your life so when you want to find your deep seated purpose the quickest way is to find a coach who can help you tap into your body into your wisdom and find find those answers because when you try to be in your head it's very hard to find it on your own even i had someone walk me through this entire journey for 6 months when i transitioned from being a business coach to coaching people with unique bodies and and integrating this entire program um even though i was a business coach and i helped everybody i helped 100 people find their purpose and create their business model i did not do it alone because you cannot tap into your subconscious brain 
all the time alone uh, you always end up having your brain interfere and coming up with doubts am i good enough will i be able to do it it's too big for me i'm too scared and it sabotages so i think finding your purpose is something that i i would say don't waste time trying to do it alone just hire someone and sometimes in a in a 3 hour session and i've done hundreds of these 3 hour sessions you can find your purpose like that if you work with the right coach you can ta- go straight into your subconscious so i really believe that it's quicker to hire a coach and it's way slower you may waste 20 years of your life living completely out of alignment and that is too expensive so uh, in this one i'm not batting an eyelid i will directly tell people hire a coach Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. And I do think there's a place for like starting with your head because that's where everyone starts from, right? So I like to ask people like what did you like doing as a kid? And that's kind of why I start all my podcast episodes like that, you know, and just getting people to rem- yeah, they get to remember who they used to be. But then you do have to start taking action and really digging into that subconscious. So I love that that is your approach because it's so important. You cannot fix quote unquote I'll say fix uh you can't fix what you are trying to accomplish by only staying in your head you have to get out of your head and into your heart and into your body so 100% agree with that what do you feel like it looks like when someone is embodying their purpose when they have figured it out and now they're living the life of their dreams what does it mean to embody that yeah so i think i would just like to add a little bit to the previous question is like if people really want to start from scratch i was giving this answer for people who've been searching for their purpose for a really long time right or for like at least a year or few years but i think if you really want to start uh, like you know from scratch you're just pretty young and you're like okay i really want to live a purposeful life then just asking closing your eyes and seeing what you desire who do you see yourself being and kind of visualizing that and seeing you know 5 years from now uh, and not keeping your eyes closed really but like really visualizing closing your eyes and just breathing and seeing who am i looking like 5 years from now uh, what am i wearing what am i thinking what am i feeling how much money do i have what where am i living and what kind of work am i doing sometimes even that simple exercise of 15 minutes of meditating upon it can give you amazing answers if because that's a great place to start if you are not in a position to hire a coach but yeah so i think i think just self reflection and meditating upon these questions is a great place to start uh i just wanted to add that in case someone is like very early on in their journey of finding their purpose uh but if you've been searching for it for a while just hire a coach now in terms of uh what is it like or what does it look like and feel like when you're embodying your purpose i think first of all you know when you're when you are living your purpose it feels great in the body you feel really joyful you feel at peace you feel like you're excited every day that you wake up that oh i get to do this i'm so grateful that i get to impact these people that i get to make money this way that you know so i think there's a feeling of gratitude ease alignment and pleasure and joy of course there are times of pressure and stress when you're trying to implement things but i think overall there's still an overarching feeling of i'm in the right place at the right time with the right people uh, making money the right way and i'm really enjoying most of what i do 70 to 80% of the work that i'm doing uh so i think that's how you know that you're living in purpose i think what it means to embody it is like that there is no difference between your inner self and your outer self for the world right so what you're thinking feeling and wanting to share with the world the same thing is 
on your social media the same thing is being shared with people who understand maybe not a few friends and family but for those people who don't have that in their life but i think for the most part your tribe exists you're able to uh, you know share your voice unapologetically you're able to speak your truth you're able to sell market and talk about what you want to talk about you're able to do the job that you want you're able to ask for the money that you want so everything at least 70 to 80% of your life is in alignment to what your heart wants and uh, it feels good it feels easy it feels like it's flowing there's no resistance force or pressure so i think that's how you know you're embodying your purpose and the people around you are reflecting that back to you your clients your friends your family you can see that it's creating a positive effect around you uh they will reflect back that you know you look really happy you looks they're they're impressed by your passion they feel drawn towards you i think these are great signs of the fact that yes you are embodying your purpose and there's nothing hidden you don't feel like there's a different me inside and there's a different me outside i think that's the biggest sign is when both of those selves of you is pretty much the same of course uh, the the condition is that it's within the safe safe spaces uh, where people are appreciating you at least within those you are the same person inside out so i think that's how you know you're embodying your purpose oh i love that answer yeah there's something about being your authentic self and really feeling like you're in alignment that just gives you this knowing of I'm in the right place and like we were talking earlier about the hustle culture and things just don't feel like that even if you are quote unquote hustling and you're really working hard you have this sense of enjoyment and fulfillment that comes out of it so i just i love everything you said because it really resonates with me so much so do you have any tools or tricks for people who are looking to achieve their dream faster. You know, they've got like this desire, like, okay, this is where I want to get to. And I'm just not sure how to get there. I know we talked a little bit about meditation, but do you have any tools that you keep in your toolbox to use to keep you in alignment? First of all, I think visualization is one of the most potent tools that ever exists like for me is like every morning or every night before you sleep just visualizing what do you want to be doing who are you being and what is the impact it's making so let's say for example you know your purpose is that you know you want to impact children and help them lead happier more fulfilling lives because you're like you know working with teenagers for example then every morning you know Uh, or night like closing your eyes and visualizing yourself being in those spaces whether it's classrooms or you know like online or wherever it is and looking at yourself you know being with those children bringing smiles to their faces seeing their parents coming to you and giving you feedback so all the things that are happening in that space really uh, visualizing that you know really sends uh you know positive hormones to your body it gives you your body and mind signals that you can do this i believe in you it's already happening and when you when your body mind and uh, you know your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality right so when you're imagining and visualizing this every day your body believes it's already true and it will automatically and subconsciously create pathways to make that happen even if it is not happening yet so i think visualizing every day keeps you connected rooted grounded and embodied in that uh, reality so even if you go off track if you visualize it again you will come back to your why right so um that's one of the big things i do i also uh, have self recorded because i i believe in self mastery so i've self recorded my own 
uh, affirmations and my own belief shift statements that i listen to every time that i i feel like my old beliefs are cropping up so let's say if you believe you know that um you used to believe that money is scarce you know people don't pay me and now you're starting to step into the belief that money is abundant it's everywhere people pay me recording that and listening to it every time that you feel off or reading it you know so this is a good self mastery tool to remind you of your new belief systems that you want to kind of embody and then of course a lot of you know emotional freedom technique that's like tapping you know if you have any fear set in there are a lot of online youtubers who have given tapping scripts for everything from fear to you know fear of illness to something as specific as the fear of speaking live on camera so everything can be released using that tool of uh, eft so these are great tools to keep yourself grounded your energy clear and yourself aligned to your purpose uh, as well Amazing. I love all those techniques so much and I never thought to record my own affirmations, but I might do that. I love that idea. So I would love for you to tell my listeners where is the best place to find you and how can they work with you? Absolutely. So they can reach out to me on Facebook and uh, they can reach out to me on Instagram as well and just DM me and I'm I'm still I'm working on my new program page so that's not ready yet but uh, they can reach out to me and DM me and uh, if you're somebody who uh, is a coach healer consultant trainer who has her own business and you're suffering from burnout and you're feeling you know stressed and overwhelmed and uh, low energy in your body and you want to get back that mojo that you lost or you're someone with autoimmune illness or illness uh, like hypothyroidism or anemia or pain and you're still you still want to run a successful business i am someone who has three skin conditions and two autoimmune conditions and i still run a successful business working 3 to 4 hours a day and on some days 7 to 8 hours a day if i have the energy so if i can do it you can too and so have many of my clients so if you want to really bring back the energy into your body into your being uh, get unshakable belief and really build an aligned business then you can reach out to me and i will help you create your own paradigm of success that is unique to you and your body and mission and has nothing to do with what any other coach says you need to do so i really want to make that clear and your body will not ever be left behind it's going to be at the center of your business so that you always feel pleasurable joyful and at ease in your business and never again do you have to feel stressed overwhelmed and pressured to do more and be more than you already are divinely created so yeah that's what i do Oh my goodness, I love that so much and yes, I will link everything in the show notes for my listeners. Niti, this conversation has been so amazing. Before I let you go, I'd like to ask my guests five rapid-fired questions so that my listeners can get to know you a little bit better. You don't have to answer quickly, just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay, done. All right. What is something you do for fun? Dance, dance, always dance. <laughs> I should have known that was the answer. <laughs> What is something you are excited about right now? I am really excited about this podcast right now. I had such a fun time in this conversation and I'm also excited about being on vacation with my family that's ending tomorrow. Yeah, but I'm excited about this vacation. Oh my goodness. I love vacations. I when my kids were smaller, I used to say they were trips. They were not vacations, but they are older now and much more independent, so I definitely think they are vacations and they're so much more enjoyable. Next question, what does the world need more of? The world needs more feminine, sexy, divine women leaders 
that are unafraid of their sexy beautiful bodies i think that's really needed and especially in a country like india where you know sexuality sensuality um is extremely suppressed it's something that's looked down upon because in india culturally people used to cover their heads and faces and you know people used to really kind of be shy and i'm not saying that it's only about like the clothes you wear but it's just overall like women you know are much more shy here so i think like and me being someone who's bold i i don't even i am not even someone who wears shorts outside like it's not like i'm bold in my dressing but i'm a really bold outspoken and sexy sexy woman leader so i think that's something the world needs way way more of bold unapologetic and extremely loud women amen i agree what do you love to learn more about i love to learn more and more about the energetics of being a woman and tapping into your divine femininity that's something i never get tired of learning about all right last question knowing what you know now what advice would you give your younger self oh my god okay so there's something really funny popped up but uh, when i was younger i was like you know 5 feet tall and that's that's like i know really short for the rest of the world uh, and i was just like oh my god and and you know my uh, my breast came out like really late um and i just kind of developed later and then i shot up and everything and I, i obviously looked really beautiful later on but i always used to feel like i am so ugly and i'm never going to find anyone and i had no idea my flirt game was going to be great later on so <laughs> and guys would be lining up uh, so i think <clears throat> i would tell my younger self that you know things change like <laughs> uh you don't have to feel like you're not good enough i just feel like i used to feel so you know tiny in in terms of height as well as just tiny over on and i felt almost invisible for a very long time and i had no idea how visible i was going to be in my life that 180000 people would watch my videos uh you know when i was older and the same people who thought i was you know so rebellious and you know all of that would come back and tell me i'm so motivational and i'm so inspirational so i think i had no idea how things were going to completely turn around so i would definitely tell my younger self that things change completely radically you have no idea what's going to happen in your life yeah it does not stay like this i promise <laughs> yeah and you get extremely visible so brace yourself Yeah, that's amazing. Well, Niti, I have loved this conversation. I love your energy. I am so happy that we got to chat today and I cannot wait to introduce you to my listeners. So, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. One of my favorite things that we talked about in this episode was how it's important to recognize your own energy and stop comparing yourself to others. Honor your own way of being that creates a life that serves who you are. Your uniqueness is what makes you you. So many of us try to be like people we admire and you know that's okay to a point, but the best way to connect with people is to show up as your authentic self with all of your quirks and your weirdness and even health issues. The people who resonate with all of you are the ones that will become your biggest fans. So let yourself be who you really are. Links to connect with Niti are in today's show notes. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star rating and review. We need people to have more conversations that matter, and by leaving a review, you help my podcast get seen by more people. 
Thanks so much for listening. Have a magical day. This podcast episode is brought to you by Prompts to Purpose, my free workbook that will help you stop spinning your wheels and start remembering your gifts. Inside, you'll find 25 journal prompts to get you thinking about things in a new way so that you can find your purpose and start living the life of your dreams. If you're ready to dive in, get on my email list by clicking on the link in the show notes or in my Instagram bio, and I'll send it over. Come on in and see what everyone is talking about. 